wolves, they keep rising. There's something we can do to stop them. These readings are unprecedented. Shut it down. Shut it all down. What do you mean the whole thing? What do you mean if we don't find a cure? Shut the whole economy down. There's going to be riots in the street. Everybody's going to die. Everybody. Commence the political dampeners. Initiate warp speed. It requires sacrificing the economy, but just do it. Damn it, Jim. I'm a comedian, not a political science major. The president has been compromised. I repeat, the president has been compromised. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Hey guys, here we are, episode 10. I like that we timed it up like that. Episode 10 of In Chaos We Trust. But get on down to Riverside Wine and Spirits right there on Manufacturers Road. Get some beers, get some gifts, get some wine, get some liquors, get a growler. And uh, I think they're allowing you to taste again at the growler station. So try that out. They'll still bring it out to your car even. So get on down there, check them out on Manufacturers Road right off old Giotti. And then... Get on down to Merchants on Main. You can do what I did today. I went and uh, had a beer, had some brunch, and then just kind of wandered around. And you can pop into places, purchase things. Go do that at Merchants on Main. I got some photography down there. There's some furniture down there. There's some records down there. There's uh, lots of cool things. Go check it out. And then on November 14th at Barley Tap Room, I've got a photo show. I believe when this comes out, it should be this uh, the next weekend. So, or the, like the weekend after this comes out. So get on down there and check out some of my photography. And yeah, that's it. This has been an exciting week. Um, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. I, I guess we can say, uh, I guess things are, shit's a little bit, just a smidge less fucked. Right, right. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, people might want to get down to uh, Riverside Wine and Beverage for all their celebration needs. Yeah. Some I think, champagne. I think uh, there's, I've definitely been uh, doing a bit of that. Uh, I'm a, a bit, a bit of uh, heavy drinking for, uh, for, you know, I feel it felt like watching <laughs> the news felt like the end of uh, star Wars return of the Jedi. Where That's you, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> dude. You were seeing all the different cities. Yes. Just like, imagine yeah. if you got fired from your job and then just, you saw like, like, you know, partying and, you know, <laughs> celebration all over the world, yeah. man, because you got fired from, I'd, I'd yeah. feel like <laughs> shit. That's me. I don't know. I don't know how to propose to claim to know how he feels about anything, but man, Ooh, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we've just launched into it here for anybody that doesn't know there was, can we, can we officially call it? There was an election and, uh, yeah, we can call it Biden won. Yep. What was the what's you the heard ca- it what's here. the count? If you heard it now? here first, yeah, I don't get think, help. Actually, I mean, I definitely don't think they're done counting, but I think it's to the point where that's like that's not going to. Yeah, go. Georgia. I think uh, it was two ninety to whatever Trump has. Yeah, Georgia and North Carolina aren't done counting yet. Georgia um, increased it to like ten thousand last I saw. From they're sitting at like ninety nine percent, but yeah, it's basically Georgia's blue, North Carolina's red, sitting at two ninety two fourteen. But yeah, this has been a tumultuous week because we did our watch along with the election. I don't fucking know why. Part of me going into that was like, well, this will be wrapped up like one or two in the morning. Yeah. In a normal election, that would have been a totally fine idea. And uh, Not that it wasn't, but. Yeah, so we stayed up, got a pretty good drunk on, watched the election. 
no, nothing really happened. They said it like it was like two fourteen and like two twenty four or something. Yeah, it was for it a was, couple days. Yeah, and I was glued to the news like all Same. day at work and you know even after work. I think like I took I think I took uh, Wednesday night off where I didn't watch any any news, and then immediately Thursday just all all day, and then Friday, you know, all I sat I sat and watched CNN. You know, because, well, basically, like, Biden had said he was going to speak in prime time. And so <laughs> that ended up being, like, 11 o'clock. <laughs> but I ended up watching it, you know, starting at, like, 6 o'clock. And just, Pacific Coast prime time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to just gonna watch it until he speaks. I figure they won't get a result tonight, but we'll see. And through the course of that, I'm like, man, yeah. it's, it seems like the writing's on the wall. And then. Yeah. Was see- that? That was the speech that we watched Friday. There was Friday night speech? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, just walk through the week here because it's been a tumultuous week. We had the election on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, I believe Wednesday is when Trump gave his crazy speech. Or yeah, like two or three in the morning. Yeah. Well, technically it, Wednesday. Which was basically him just uh, hanging out in the press conference room at the White House shout, oh, shouting at air. I'm thinking of a different one. You're thinking, yeah, that one was Yeah, there Thursday, was one where like there were cameras there. but That it, one was Thursday. It wasn't yeah. like a question and answer press conference. It was just him shouting. Yeah. Talking about. Yeah, he left uh, without taking questions. Yeah. Yeah, just talking about uh, how the election's rigged, how they had a ton of legal votes. Um, if, you count, if you count all the legal votes. I easily won. Holy shit. How did you get in here? And, uh, (laughs) and, uh, so I don't know. I thought that was interesting because, uh, for the first time in four years, all the network news cut away from him during this speech. They were like, no, this is over. And so that happened. And then (laughs) Biden gave a speech at one point, maybe Wednesday night as well. That was just like, Hey guys, it's looking pretty good, but hang in there. Yeah, it was real you know? short. I remember yeah. he came out, said like two or three lines, and then was like, "All right, see." Yeah, you. but uh, that was the one Tuesday night, right? That we watched. And then maybe, I feel I feel like Trump maybe. got up and gave another speech that was similar. And well, then Tuesday night or Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning, Trump definitely gave a speech and declared victory. Like yeah. that happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there was a yeah. So that happened, and then there was another speech that they cut that all the news cut away from because he was just spouting pure bullshit about the election process. And I thought that even Fox cut away from him. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, I like so many Republicans, we've talked about this, but so many Republicans are now like really distancing themselves. Yeah. I saw a story today uh, from CNN that Jared Kushner has apparently like mm-hmm. been picked to be the one to go like, Hey, you should concede. Like, no, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. In a he minute. drew the short straw. For yeah. Let's, sure. uh, let's back up. To the week here, though. So, yeah, he gave a speech. And then Friday night, Andrew and I were hanging out hoping for some results. Nothing came through. And I didn't expect it until, like, Monday, to be honest. At this point, I was like, ah, the weekend's hit. And uh, But also, all during this time, you've got Trump spouting about how there's fake ballots and all this. Like, there's ballots from dead people and all this sort of shit, which we'll touch on that later. But... um, People were trying to break in to election counting places. Like his fans of his, his cult people were trying to bust into election places. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the video of people like trying to bust into one, like pretty terrifying shit. And so that happened. And then we were out Friday night expecting for a result and even nothing just like happened. Nevada would have done it. We were kind of, yeah, because that. it was kind of in a weird point where the way I did the math 
it seemed like even if Trump won everything, he still couldn't get to 270. And so there would be a tie because neither of them could have gotten to 270. That was the case if, um, as of before it was called, like with, with the six states that were remaining in the final, you know, a couple of days of that, if, tr- if Biden won Georgia, but Trump won everything else, it would have been a tie. Yeah. And so, yeah, oh, okay. we sat on that. It's been an emotional roller coaster every week. There was that possibility, which that would have just been interesting to watch that unfold. But then it, uh, we get the news, I don't know, maybe like 10 30, 11 o'clock Saturday morning. They started calling it. It yep. started coming in. Yeah. I cracked yeah. a beer open. It was good times. Yep. But yeah, it's felt like the end of Return of the Jedi because people are partying in the goddamn streets and it's great. I don't remember it even being like top. this for Obama. Well, Obama came at the end of Bush. Now, Bush was not great. But now people kind of look at Bush with rose-colored glasses in a way. Like, they, he, he kind of seems like a sweet, harmless old man because he's friends with Michelle Obama. So people Well, are, people figured out the Cheney bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And it is probably yeah, was the, less the fact that he was just a bad— I'm not saying that Bush, I think, he was a good guy. I'm just saying that it was probably mostly like Cheney and, and Rumsfeld. And, uh. But, uh, but you know, I mean— <laughs> I, I just, I just, I'm not saying that it's sort of, it's sort of kind of my early, uh, early take on Trump was that I think it was, he's more stupid than evil. Whereas like Trump now I've kind of turned you know, early on with Trump. I was like, he's just stupid. And that that's bad. I don't like that, but he's not evil. Now I'm like, no, I mean, when you know that the coronavirus is real and deadly and then you downplay I, it, that's, that's, that very quickly to me branching the, no, that's just, he knew and he was just didn't do it. That's there's a, there's a lapse. I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's evil, and we're all lucky that he's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It's definitely both. <laughs> yeah. It's the Mad King. It's like it's, Joffrey, man. It's pretty much, yeah. It literally is, which that's a Game of Thrones reference. That was a show that was on the air for a bit that had a great first season. And Was, was it Was it good? Was it popular? Uh, it was It was pretty popular there Fairly. for a little. Yeah. Um, now, if what, what the the way it described, especially like with the the way he was acting about the votes, it, like it, it just seemed like the emperor, you know, has no clothes. That that old story, yeah. except they, you know, instead of the end, where everyone says, "Hey, he's naked." Oh my God! It's everyone saying, "Hey, he's naked." He's like, "No, I'm not. These are the best clothes that have ever been made. These are fine clothes. I'm wearing." He's like, "Come on, dude." That's that's kind of just like I don't know. I mean, like if I could get stuck alone in a room with Trump it's, for like a while, what the, what kind of conversation I'd have with him? Be like, "All right, explain to me." <laughs> how this works. <laughs> Explain yeah. to me how you come to these conclusions in your head or are you just full of shit and you know it? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's probably the second one. It's going to get, yeah, I think it's going to get even worse too because like, uh, the people that have been in his orbit, like the GOP politicians and mm-hmm. everything, they're, they're lifelong politicians in most cases anyway and like they can recognize a sinking ship when they mm-hmm. see one. And so like, yeah, no, it's definitely true that not all of them have popped off and not all will. But like, I think especially for the younger generations, the the ones that are like just coming in or the ones that like wrote in kind of recently, they're going to increasingly distance themselves. I think even Mitch McConnell is. Lindsey Graham hasn't yet because I think he knows he has Trump to thank for him getting reelected. Mm-hmm. But um, once he once Trump, it's going to shrink and shrink. Like yeah, once Trump can't give him any favors, then he's probably going to turn on him. Which well, and that's uh, what's even more interesting about this election is. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. But, um, Republicans like Democrats didn't take, you know, in the House Senate, you know, they so, got to win both Senate runoffs and uh, it's broke pretty even. So it's like people didn't vote against the Republican Party. They voted against Trump. Yeah. The 
the the poll the polling breakdown is is really interesting based on like how again it was very wrong it was very very wrong mostly in the regard of uh, I think it was the main breakaway that that they got wrong were the white suburban women where they thought they were going to go overwhelmingly to Biden and there was still a split there. Um, and that kind of, but like, you know, I think that, um, black women, I think statistically are who, who won this election really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- I mean, I, th- I think yeah. based on what I've seen, black women really showed up and mm-hmm. really like, you know, voted for Biden. And I think Fuck that's, yeah. I mean, that's why, that's why, you know, you know, Georgia, you know, <laughs> almost turned and then mm-hmm. and that's know, what, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I mean, that's, that's kind of just my point is that it's, uh, the polling just again, like it's, it's to the point now, I mean, if, if you know, watching, you know, the Hill and like, you know, their breakdown day by day, which I kind of stopped doing because it's like, they're not giving me live updates. This is all pre-recorded. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, then, uh, I, you know, I'll go back to them when it's, when it's calmed down. But, uh, they were very much like, I don't know that we'll ever trust polling again. And I was like, I mean, I can't blame you for that. You know? I, yeah, I'm like of two minds on that. Like one, that makes total sense. But like the other part of me thinks like maybe Trump just causes so many fucking aberrations in polling that it's like they couldn't get either of the two right in his era. Because like yeah. 538, like the only other one, you know, they're they're not a super old company. Obviously, the Internet is not super old. But uh, I think the only one they did before that was 2012. And they got that one like overwhelmingly right. Mm-hmm. Um, they still weren't. But I'm wondering if he's were. just like a fucking like nightmare as far as polls go, because you have these like allegations, whether you believe them or not. Now I tend to. Yeah. About like the silent Trump voters or whatever, you know, the people that don't want to admit it necessarily, but they are. And like other things like that. Um, well, and these weren't ne- as off as they were in 2016. They weren't, yeah. Yeah. I think Trump would have needed an error like there was about 150% of the one in 2016. Yeah. And he got pretty much the same as in 2016, but it just wasn't like the polls were further yeah. in Biden's favor this time. So, yeah. I mean, but like it's, it's, you know, it's not like he didn't really lose any voters. He got more voters than, than he did last time. Uh, yeah. He's more the total second votes cast total yep. in history, mm-hmm. I think. So it's just it just shows to show goes to show how important this election was to so many people whether whether you were for him or against him you mm-hmm. felt like this was do or die mm-hmm. and I mean I, you know I definitely felt some urgency you know I went yeah. and, went and made sure that I I did it it wasn't something I like oh crap it's election day I forgot to plan you know I was I figured it out way ahead of time I never I normally go on I think I've said this before but I normally go on election day this was uh, this was a one time I went early just mm-hmm. again just to make sure that I got it done uh, and did it right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go in person because I know that, like, you know, that I knew that there was going to be some hubbub. He, you know, he, he, he wasn't shy about what his strategy was going to be, which is just call the whole thing a sham. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with no evidence. <laughs> when he started planting those seeds real fucking early. Yeah. And just like, but still, yeah, yeah, with no evidence. And I still find it insanely interesting that the, that he started spouting this and pretty much everyone is like, bro, like this is like fundamentally what makes America. Like you can't start. I like that. Evidently that's where the line in the sand is. Even Mike, like we can, yeah, we can throw all the horse shit we want, but the line in the sand is like, no fuck face. Like this is what builds this country. And this is the foundation it's built on. You can't rattle that foundation. Right. And because I mean, even Fox cut him off. Like, and even Fox is starting to distance themselves and I read an article that they wrote. It was kind of like an opinion piece they wrote. Basically, it seemed like it was written to the president being like, hey, this is why our, elect- our election process works. It probably was. They know he's that. an audience yeah. member. And, um, and well, yeah, I read it like via another article that was read. And that's what the article I was reading was 
referencing it was talking about oh he reads it so this is like a real smart like yeah good move on you fox yeah, like yeah, good play and well, uh so it surprised me that i mean they're four years fucking too late should have <laughs> been doing this from the beginning mm-hmm. but I, i'm so surprised they cut him off and they're like nope this is the line in the sand our election process is sacred right well i will say that uh one benefit that's come out of the trump presidency for me personally is that because of this i've learned so much more about how government's supposed to function yeah how our elect process is supposed to function mostly because the news has had to explain it to that idiot like 50 times yeah and like his fault you know his support. we got a civics lesson in real time as he did right where it's like no look <laughs> when you ban a state from counting early votes until election day it's gonna take a little extra time yeah to do it <laughs> right which is i think the case in north carolina they can't uh, like pennsylvania, was pennsylvania. Well, it was pennsylvania yeah. too but i think like north carolina has like already said they're not going to have a council the 12th mm-hmm. because they can't maybe start till the 10th or something mm-hmm. i don't know yeah it's some of the provisional it's something weird like it's that. like yeah that some of the the weird ballots like the the, the mail not mail-ins but like the absentees and things like mm-hmm. that so um I, I yeah it's i've been flooding my brain with so much of this stuff that I'll, i you know despite what i just said i'm, I'm very much uh, frazzled on it and so like mm-hmm. different things bleed together a lot but Hey, we won. That's all. That yeah, matters. it's hard to remember the Dude, rules Dude, it's on each been individual. such a. There's a different smell in the air. Like I was out and about earlier today yeah, dude, eating. Like there's a different, the sun is shining. There's a different smell in the air. It's like at the end of the fucking Matrix when that little girl Sati make and the Oracle Aster's like, oh, did you make that sunset? She's like, yeah, for Neo. It's like that <laughs> or the end of Return of the Jedi. Like it feels fucking great. Well, we still well. got a lot of shit to do and I'm not fucking in love with Biden, but good goddamn. Right. Does it we can take this good? moment though to yeah, yeah, just yeah. celebrate that. Well, I mean, especially since I mean the work can start. I imagine that the next couple months are not going to be pleasant. I, I think that we're going to get a lot of big crazy news stories mm-hmm. where he's going to like whether he's holding on to power or just having a meltdown or just checks out and we basically don't have a functioning executive branch for that time that's, honestly might be the best option yeah that's that's the one i'm hoping for the other one is is i mean you know he fired like three people recently one was like the the head of like you know oversaw the nuclear operations like today or something or uh, it was like it was like yes uh yeah it was like this morning or like right yeah. after right in after any case it was after things were announced yeah yeah right after he lost he basically was like, <laughs> you like th- well yo one of the drop the swamp drain so i'm jumping to drain it so i uh, you know <laughs> you get fine. out of here you get, you're not welcome here get out donald <laughs> yeah i mean so i mean what if he you know just because like here's the thing it's like most presidents you know still believe in their party and want to want to be a, a, yeah. a force for their party yeah like george hw was like a prime example yeah trump doesn't care about the republicans so he's he doesn't care about maintaining mm. dignity for the mm. republicans so he's going to burn it all to the ground on his way out he may start a war just to do it just and then flee to another country well and evidently his the his people that's close to trump have started sort of splintering off and i think you mentioned something about a little bit ago but jerry kushner and ivanka apparently have started talking with Trump about concession of being like, and I think Jared Kushner may be sort of the brainchild behind a lot of this anyway. He's what? The, he's the Cheney. <laughs> yeah. He's the Cheney. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard really? that. I've heard yeah. that before. I, no. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah. He's, he's dumb enough that he was like 420 mil in like the red before Trump got the white house. I mean, maybe he just. I think he's dumb in the same. I think he fails up like Trump does. Yeah, I don't think he's smart. Like Cheney to me was crafty. I'm not saying he's smart. He's just. I don't even think he's crafty. He's Cheney to this administration, though. Eh. 
Whatever that means. Sorry, I just had not. Whatever that that means. Like, that's not saying he's on par with Cheney's like diabolicalness. But you think he's like the? But that's the. If there were a behind the scenes guy that's kind of yeah puppet mastering a little bit, you think yeah yeah. What if it's Melania? I had not heard that. It's just been Melania from the shadows. I wonder if she's. I wonder if she's picked up those divorce papers yet. (laughs) I was just gonna say she is out. But uh, he's gonna take whatever he's worth, which is mm. apparently Ivanka and Jared Kushner have started talking with Trump. About like sort of the and the way she talks is like sexy secret. Like, well, <laughs> look, father. No, you know she calls him daddy. <laughs> we should really start thinking about things. You know that sort of thing. But uh, all they're doing is trying to save their ass because they know that they're going to be tied to the Trump name. That's what it is for it's years the down the line. That everybody, yes. yeah. And like, well, I, I, how much you want to bet Ivanka starts going by Ivanka Kushner? <laughs> like, mm. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I not thought but, about that. But like, you know, once he's out, like, I mean, like, I mean, part of what I, what I imagine he's going to try to do is sow as much chaos as possible because once he's out, that's when he's no longer immune mm-hmm. to a lot of these like tax fraud, you know, mm-hmm. charges that have been brought. Or, Southern District of New York stuff. Right, right, right. So I think that he's uh, he's definitely, and I mean, you know, as much as he's not a well liked guy, I think they're going to throw the book at him as much as they can. I mean, they have so much to like the, the um, I mean, shit like the Stormy Daniels thing. Like they have proof that he used campaign money to pay that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't do that. The, yeah, there's tax fraud, every other kind of fraud you can name and some that you can't like, and the, you know, I mean, it's got like how many assault, you know, pending assault things chart. like that. Like, I mean, all that stuff's going to come. I think I'll. Yeah. Like once, you know, what is it like the 20, you know, January 21st is the date or it's it's the first. Or like last Tuesday of January. Yeah, or it's like, like January twentieth. Twentieth, I think. This yeah. So yeah, that next day he's gonna. Maybe like I said, he'll probably flee yeah. the country. Is what I'm. Well, and according to the Constitution, it's like that. I don't know the exact verbiage, but it's essentially, yeah. If you are like Biden is president elect, and on that Wednesday after that Tuesday, if you don't leave, we will take you out of here because you are no longer the president. Whether you show up to inauguration or any, it doesn't matter. You're just, this process goes on without you now. Well, I love how Biden put it where he's like, oh, the U.S. government is perfectly capable of getting rid of trespassers. That's funny. (laughs) Did he say that? Oh, did he actually say that? Yes, yes. I saw that in a tweet and I thought it was like fake or hyperbolic or something. Well, I mean, it's just basically like, what what if he refuses to leave? It's like, well, at that point he's a trespasser, like. Uh, Tanner and I talked about this on Friday, I think, because it's like power transfer is whether you're actually there to like, you know, physically shake hands. Yeah. It's not like you have to like touch fingers like in uh, the movies or whatever, but E.T. Yeah. E.T. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus, Andrew. But um, <laughs> yeah, like power transfer is just like legally. And so like at a certain point, like whether it's uh, midnight of that night or whatever it is, Biden is in control of the military, the nuclear, co- you know, the nuclear codes change, uh, et cetera. So there's nothing he can Legally or physically, do I mean really? Well, and usually the team, he's got people that love him that are the kind most of he can shirty, maybe do sorry, is sorry, not no, is not give them the passcode to that at POTUS Twitter account. Oh, God. That's the most he could maybe do. And be and like, even then, Twitter no, can, it's my account. I'm not giving you the password. Yeah, Twitter just shut it down. Jack and um, they. Uh, what, what was I going to say? Is like they. Uh, oh, I lost it. Fuck, dude. I'm sorry. Um, oh no. Well, the te- both teams have like you know like t- traditionally teams work together to. To you know, for the transfer ahead of time, so that it's a smooth process. You know, we'll see how it goes this time. Like, I mean, I, you know, I, my my roommate has a really good theory that that I think is possible is that Trump steps down, Pence takes over, Pence immediately pardons him of all of his wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. 
and then Pence rides out, and then you know it's a then, then they have an actual real transfer. The then, old Gerald Ford, yeah. and that does what I think Pence wants to do is save some face to maybe run run down 20, the road twenty twenty four. Although but, Trump's talking about running again, I mean we'll see. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> but to hopefully throw cold water on that, doesn't like the president only has the power to pardon federal crimes? I think. It may be. I and SDNY is investigating him for state level yeah. New York crimes. Okay. So he could, I mean, I'm just sure he will have federal yeah. charges against him. So he could pardon him for that potentially. But I don't think he can pardon him for like the SDNY. That stuff. makes sense. Yeah. That I know of. I could be wrong. Yeah. Grab me another. Uh, so what do you all think? So that's a good theory. What, what do you all think Trump's going to do? It's going to be a weird two months of I mean, just like. Uh, no, I got two sitting here. Thank them. I uh, but, um, I don't claim. I mean, you know, one thing that I've ever since he won, and I've I've held to this. I used to consider myself pretty good at reading things, and I no longer do. <laughs> like for the past four years, I've been like, I don't fucking know what's going to happen. And even even you know, as closely as I watch the polls, I you know just proved how how much worth that was. So it's like at this <laughs> point, like what's what's Trump going to do now? Um, oh, I don't I don't know. Like it's you know. He, it could, it's anybody's guess at this point. Like he might, man. Like you know, this sounds dark, and this sounds maybe maybe a little little crude. It'd be real awesome if he like hung himself, and then like th- like the pictures leaked to the internet, so I can I get mean, it on a t shirt. I'm a human. I've got dark thoughts too, and I did have the thought. I was like, he may just off himself, but I don't take him to be the type to do that. But I could see him stepping down and just being like. Well, you know what, what I mean, just, I'm just going to go home. What if the stress just gets to me with a mean, heart attack? I mean, that, that could happen yeah. too. I uh, I think I even tweeted this the other day, but I was like, when he was barricading himself into the White House or like putting up those like no climb walls and all that shit, <laughs> I was like, all right, so he's doing the Hitler setup. Is he going to do the Hitler punchline? <laughs> <laughs> like, is he, you know, it's not out of the question. Yeah. I don't think that he What will. is this you're talking about? I've not heard about him putting up no climb walls and shit. They put up. I mean, I assume it was at his ordering or maybe it was, you know, the Secret Service or whoever. But they put up no climb walls, quote unquote, no climb walls around the uh, like White House gate, basically, in the like two, three days leading up to the election. Just so like they're like anti-riot measures kind of things. So in case because, you know, there's only so many guys. I mean, there's a ton of guys there. I'm sure the security is fucking top notch, but there's only so many guys. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean, I was just comparing. Trying to compare it to the same thing yeah. that uh, Hitler did in the last days of yeah, the bunker. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it is kind of weird. He, I don't think he will. No, I, I think no. he's got too much of a too much pride. Yeah, it's like a pride thing. He's he's got to think like I mean he's beaten so many fucking legal cases before. Mm. He's got to think like he's got at least a. He thinks he has a better chance than he actually mm-hmm. does. I think as far as no, go. in his head he's having that inner monologue that like the scoundrel Han Solo character has in movies of like. All right, old buddy, you've gotten yourself into some <laughs> some real sh- some real pickles over the years, and you've always pulled through. And this is the pickle you can pull out of this. There's a way. He's having that conversation with himself. I feel of like every piece of shit that's been thrown at me has been deflected. Yeah, that's what I mean. How do I spin this? So, but also at the same time, I think he does. He he's very impulsive and i think he's having to be restrained he's restrained right now in some capacity because it's pretty strange we've not heard from him i I still think he's convalescing 
Well, his Twitter like, his Twitter has lit up today. Like it's yeah. been it's been back kind of to how it was. But it's, I mean, it's a lot of the same nonsense. Like <laughs> like uh, you know, just him claiming that he's been cheated and stuff. Which is mm. you know, the scariest thing is that there's you know seventy million people in the country who are just well, maybe not seventy million people who are going to believe it, but a, a chunk of that are just going to believe it and just go, "Yep, that's the truth," because he said it. And there's going to be we're going to be hearing conspiracy theories about how this election was rigged. Oh, like dude. Our, our kids are going to hear about it. Like it's going to yeah. be something that that they're talking about. Like you know, for you and like people are like, no, 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 it's not. You know, but like I mean, it's it's just like any of those things. But I think that uh, that yeah, like that's that's going to be one of the biggest challenges. You know, Biden says I'm going to be everyone's president. I hope he can pull it off. I, I don't believe he will, but mm-hmm. um, I, think, I think he'll try anyway. Yeah, I mean. Trump didn't try. No, Trump Trump mostly was like, hey, these people like me. Let's keep playing to them. Oh, these people like me too. Let's keep playing to them. Oh, those people are are, are, are what again? They're Nazis? Well, we just won't call them that, but we're going to we're gonna give them we need their a thumbs up. Yeah. yeah. It is just nice. It was like, and we got a little taste of it last night when him and uh, Kamala, Kamala yeah. yeah gave their, I guess, not acceptance, but I guess victory speeches. I mean, kind of, yeah, yeah. Victory speeches, but um, yeah. just like it was a nice sense of calm. Just be like, huh. Well, and he said something that caught me was um, he said, he's like, what the president says matters. And it fucking does. Like, what? I remember when I was a little kid in elementary school and Bill Clinton was in office and uh, used to like, I don't know, at least me as a kid, like the president was a fucking superhero. It's like, it's not like I was obsessed with him and like, oh, I want to be like the president or anything, but just like you sort of held the president there as a kid. So when you've got some doofus in there for the past four years, like there has been, what's that fucking saying to kids? Oh, I guarantee you there's a whole like generation of kids now that, you know, from this past four years who are just doesn't matter who the president is. They're not going to have like a, they're not going to have the same like esteem for him. Like mm. they're going to think they're going to think that's just some guy, I guess, because yeah. you know, screw him. He might be against me. He might, yeah. he might, he might support people who want to kill me. You know? Yeah. Well, and He's, even if they don't understand the policies, cause I didn't, when I was a kid, I just saw a guy up there. You assume if he's up there, he must be. Yeah. And the way he carried, and even Bill Clinton, like the way he carried himself and like, Oh, he plays saxophone too. Like he's cool. And he holds himself together. He must be important. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a kid now, whether you know the policies or not, you look at him, you're <laughs> like, that guy's just a fucking doofus. Like he's out of shape. He's loud. He's annoying. He reminds me of the kid that picks on me in school. Yeah. Like, he is. Yeah. He's a bully. Yeah. Did you, I was going to ask if you saw the, uh, Van Jones from CNN, their anchor who gave like a speech today that basically, or like, was just like on air kind of yeah. like after they called it. I guess it was yesterday actually. Um, but he was on air either when they called it or like right after. And he was just saying like, Hey, like to your point, to both y'all's points, like today it's a lot easier to be a parent or like tomorrow mm-hmm. or, you know, at least starting in January, I forget how he worded it, but he's like, it's a lot easier to be a parent. Cause you don't have to like, honestly, like tuck your kids. Like, uh, anytime the president comes on TV, you don't have to like take your kids out of the room because like right. at this point, if you're being a good parent, that's probably what you're doing. Yeah. And to not set it up like you, uh, were just talking about. So, I mean, he gave like a really emotional speech that was only just part of it. But like, if you get a chance, you should look mm. it up. I, I but, do. Uh, I do typically like what Van Jones has to say in most, most instances. Yeah. 
He's a he's 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 a really like he did he's the one who did that TED talk that I was talking about where he was just basically like here's what happens if the president holds tries to hold on to power and why it's actually serious we need mm-hmm. to take it seriously right right because he there is like I mean he can just like anything you can challenge anything in court and you can you know just because you know I mean he, he well and most mostly it's talking about how like the concession speech like you don't have. The concession speech is more of a formality. It's more of a tradition. Um, it's not something that's like in the Constitution. So there's nothing saying he has to say, like, I give up, I quit. It's just typically what presidents do to preserve the dignity of the mm-hmm. party. But again, Trump doesn't care about the Republican yeah, Party. He's, I mean, yeah, he's wrecked more norms than I knew we had. So that being only a norm, I'm sure mm. he's going to fuck Just seeing – I doubt he's going to give a concession speech. At all. I doubt he's going to do anything like that. But at some point, he's going to speak again. Or maybe you just won't. Maybe you just won't. Because, I don't know, I guess what I'm getting at is it'll just be interesting to watch Trump talk with what... I don't know, we've never seen him speak to something where it's like irrefutable that he disagrees with, but everybody else actually is like, nope, you lost. And to watch him have to play to that is going to be really interesting. But then again, he may just not, he may just dip out and be like, no, you didn't want me. I'm going home. I feel like, I mean, knowing his demeanor so far, uh, I kind of agree with uh, the, what was it? The mayor of Philadelphia. It was like, put on your big boy pants. And yeah. Um, speaking of like, all, there's been, this has been a great week for awesome sound bites. And uh, I, one of my favorites is the uh, right after Trump won, there was a reporter who was talking, and then some guy like in a Trump shirt comes up behind. He's like, hey, is this the real news or the fake news? And the, guy, <laughs> and the reporter on air turns around and goes, fuck off. And it was so good. It was like that, that to me is the most satisfying thing I think I've ever seen. I want to see if I can find this. Yeah, I don't know how you'd search. Maybe you could search fuck off like reporter. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, here it is. I found it. Yeah, yeah. President, we're doing And just like a champ, yeah. a smile on his face comes back, clicks right back into his report. <laughs> so good. Did you, did you see that? The uh, the reporter? No, I just, I was in the bathroom, but I heard you saying that. And I was like, please don't move on from that segment because I haven't seen it. President, we're doing it. We're looking. I don't know. And the guy asked. So, but here's the thing: (laughs) he's got like a Trump mask on, Trump hat, Trump shirt. It's like, yeah, fuck off. Oh yeah, you real news or fake news? I (laughs) love people coming in to vote with fucking Trump masks, and I had a hard time not telling. There was that is one you should have told them to fuck off. I should have told them to fuck off because legally they're not supposed to do that. No, they're not. And uh, I was very proud of my polling place when I went. There was a guy that had a Trump mask on and a Trump shirt. And they made him go change his shirt, 
and turn his mask inside out. Yeah, they made a guy do that in my early polling place. Yeah. Well, he only had a hat, and they just said to like take it off and like turn it inside out or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, put it in your pocket or whatever. Um, but no, yeah, I was gonna say like that was. I don't want to like dwell too much on like uh, my polling place experience because I think we did that the other day. But um, yeah, it was like. But what do you do? I mean, because like you want them to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And I guess they could maybe technically well, that's turn what it they're doing, depending to, on what type of mask it is. No, they're trying to own the libs, and that's how that's, they do it. It's exactly. a middle finger, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, is. what are you going to do, even, ask me to take my <laughs> fucking mask off? And even, yeah, the, the lady next to me who was a Trump supporter, not a hardcore one, yeah. but like someone who, quote unquote, likes his values, which I held my tongue so fucking hard on. Mm-hmm. Uh, even she was like, yeah, I didn't like that he he shouldn't be doing that to numerous guys that came in and did that. And I said the same thing to her every time. I was like, yeah, they're wearing a mask. So, you know, I'd say the same for Biden. It's like, you shouldn't be wearing a, yeah, I didn't see any yeah. Biden mask because people on that yeah. side are, well, I won't say they're not shitty Yeah, because they can be. We definitely well, and that's can like be. people, but I heard somebody being like, I'm surprised one of these libtards hasn't assassinated, tried to assassinate Trump. I and heard that. Like, and I was and like, you know, like, Obama well, was president for eight years. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, and, we're the one, like the liberals aren't typically the ones to try to solve problems by doing in your face shit, like wearing, you know, polling or election shirts and hats to polling <laughs> places and assassinating people. Not, no, nah, not, not, uh, not since like 1914. Not making that equivalency there, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't, uh, I, I, I've, I've said a million things on here about the, the, the cult of Trumpism and how, like, if you even feel compelled to own multiple pieces of clothing for any kind of, uh, you know, candidate or a politician, then you might, your priorities might be a little out of whack just because mm-hmm. I mean, I get like one, one shirt, one hat or something. But if like you, I imagine, you know, I see these people and, and I can't help but think like, that's not the only outfit they own either. Like they've probably got multiple. It's like how much money have they spent on shirts and hats and different, you know, paraphernalia and like how much of their daily wardrobe consists of that. I mean, obviously not every day. Like I'm, you know, I'm a metal head. You look at my closet, it's a sea of black t-shirts with indecipherable logos, but like, <laughs> but I also have, you know, I have other shirts too. I have, you know, I, I have button up nice shirts. I wear sometimes it's not like a, you know, I'm not, I'm not a one, I, I have, I have a, 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 you know, I'm not a one note guy. I've got plenty of personality, but I feel like a lot of, you know, these people have just fallen into this whole, I mean, like cult-like mindset where this is, you know, I have to wear, I have to completely deck myself out because I love America. It's like, you don't really love America. You just love Trump. Like that's the, mm-hmm. that's not the same thing. Yeah. I saw, I think you saw like, uh, I think we even talked about this on another uh, episode, but like you saw a little bit of that starting with Obama with like the hope poster and like some of that stuff. But, like, not to this level. Right. Like, pe- people definitely idolize him. And, like, people do the same for Bernie. Like, I'll yeah. admit, I own two Bernie shirts. But one's from 2016 and one's from this right. time around. So, so, I mean, so they were each a contribution, right, basically, right, that right. came with a gift. But, and, and no, and I'll admit it, there are a lot of people, uh, Bernie supporters, AOC supporters, that have, like, merch with their names on mm-hmm. it. But I, I still think it's way outsized on the Trump side. Like, uh, I know a guy that spent probably $100 total over the last four years on Trump merchandise and didn't vote in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and it's like, dude, uh, because he didn't want to vote absentee. Because, which might be another thing, I don't know <laughs> if that's on the show doc or not, I don't remember, but like, 
because Trump told all of his people, hey, yeah, mail-in ballots are bullshit. Let's, uh, you know, vote in person. If you have to vote early, maybe, but like go in on the poll day because he knows those are the first counted. And then <laughs> look what happened. <laughs> but this dude has spent, sorry, not to just to reiterate really quick, like $100 on Trump merch, yeah. didn't vote in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I know people, uh, someone specifically that like would try to give me the life lesson when I was younger of like, you should never put political signs in your yard or on your truck or anything like that because you don't want to paint a target on yourself. I'm like, no, that makes sense. I'm like, play that close to the vest. I'm like, no, that makes sense. And for the first time, he owns Trump merchandise. He didn't have it in his yard, but he does own a couple hats. And it's like, got to don't tread on me. Yeah. Bumper sticker, you know, or a license plate, all that good stuff. Yeah. But with Trump, with all these rolling in with the vote. So basically what went down was, and I don't know why more people don't see this hypocrisy on his side. I guess they're just blind to it because they don't want to see it, but he's trying to get them to stop the votes in like (laughs) Wisconsin, but trying to get them to speed up the votes in Arizona where he thinks he might have been no. able to pull ahead or thought yeah. he might have been able to pull yeah. ahead. But. And it's like, first of all, you yeah, can't. Stop counting where I'm ahead. Start like not. That makes no goddamn sense. Well, it, it makes perfect sense if you're trying to just cheat and win. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing about it. It's just like, how transparent can you fucking be, bro? Yeah. Like, yeah. Listeners can't see me pointing emphatically at Ian, but trust yeah. that I am. Yeah. But like, it's, so- it's, it's If it wasn't clear, sorry. If it wasn't clear enough that they are basically just anti-democracy, yeah, it is now. Yeah, like, if you didn't believe that before, the fact that they're trying to stop the counts while they're ahead, keep the counts going where they're behind, is just fucking like face value yeah. proof of that. Well, and then you've got these people. It Trump's cultist base gets riled up over this and starts storming election places or like polling centers where they're trying to count and whatnot. And it's like, there's the same people that'll have don't tread on me on their truck. And it's like, fuck every single individual one of you people. Seriously, go fuck off. Die in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> like, you don't deserve to be an American because, A, that fucking flag was created to fight tyranny and what garnered our democracy. And you're using that horse to ride in and try and stop the democratic process of election in the name of whatever the fuck you want to call it being culty over Trump. So yeah, if you're one of those people, kindly please fuck off. I don't even care where to. I think that's uh, the, the the thing we just watched is I think the, the rally cry now that we all get like, you know, I get the whole like, well, you need to reach out to your family and to try to reconnect some bonds that maybe you've lost severed over the past four years. I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like fuck off. Like, I feel like that's the that's the answer here like that. Or the way I put it yesterday, which before I saw that was uh, I think everyone should get a free like like Biden should issue with a presidential seal and a stamp on it that says this is your suck my dick card. You can just tell at any point someone's spouting off some bullshit. You go, oh, here's the card. Suck my dick. Yeah. Bye. Like, well, I'll amend what I said. Fuck off and get educated. Yeah. 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 yeah Go I mean, do that. I and then you can come back. But fuck off and get educated. I like to believe that people can see the air of their ways and they can change and they can grow. I mean, I'm, I'm a case study in that. I have very, very, very different beliefs and values than I had, you know, when I was in my 20s for sure. And I think that, uh, you know, so I, I have to look, hope for that out of people. But I think there also is a degree where once a person's gone so far, 
there's there's no coming back from that. And you, you, you see that. I don't know if I believe there's no coming back. Well, I mean, it, it takes, you have to want to come back. No one's going to come back. You're not going to show someone something that they w- don't want to see. And they're going to suddenly go, oh, you know what? That, but I mean, unless they're already a pretty smart person to begin with. But if they're, if they're A, either not that smart or B, or have ulterior motives where they, they really just want to push this agenda, they're going to fight you on that. But I think that like what I've seen is that like there's just, it's the confirmation bias thing where you're the, the, the ability to in, receive information just clicks off because it's so contradictory to what you in your heart know to be true mm. that you're just not going to accept anything that people say. And that's, that, that's the point where I think it's like the only thing that's going to make you change is feeling ostracized and alone and wanting to change. Like with me, a lot of what it was, was, you know, I, I became such a dark, depressed person that I was just a bummer to be around or talk to at any given point. I was very, that's where I first learned I was funny. So that's, there, there's some <laughs> good there. But uh, basically I had to just make the willful decision. Like I need to not be such an, an asshole all the time. And I need to like not be an, uh, cause I was an internet. I was like the, the case study of the type of kid who became a Trump supporter. <laughs> like, you know, the, not the, not the rednecks, but like the, you know, the, the people who probably take QAnon a little too seriously or, or literally just sharing Pepe memes and trying to, you know, own the libs. I would have been one of those guys that I stayed on the same path I was on. And going to vape competitions. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I never vaped, but man, uh, I I think we've talked about, maybe not never on, no, I've never been. Well, okay. So I take that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I take (laughs) that back. Uh, (laughs) so no, let's dig into this. Back when Eddie Bridges still worked at JJ's. Oh, he posted, you, er, he booked a show and we, I did, I performed on it. It was, it was great. Uh, no one came and no, it was the kind of thing. No one should have come. <laughs> it was like so empty. It was called vape fest. <laughs> oh, nice dude. And, uh, we, th- what's funny is there was, there's a local band. I'm friends with these guys. They're a metal band. They called themselves ubiquitous. And there was, you know, that those, all those, remember that was a sign that was around. It ended up being a Coke mm-hmm. thing or something, but it was like ubiquitous. And it was just a word on a billboard. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what does that mean? And they figured out it was just marketing, but <laughs> so he, you could they, even say it was everywhere. So he, he, he tied it to that and like, they're advertising our show. <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> and, uh, all he did was, uh, had a, uh, he just, fogged out all of JJ's with smoke machines. <laughs> it was like uncomfortable to stand in there. Like trying to do comedy was a nightmare and it was, <laughs> it was a mess, but it was fun. I'm glad I did it. But so yeah, technically, yes, I've been to a vape fest. <laughs> all right. I think that's all the people wanted to know. I think we can yeah. end the, uh, that's it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We're done. <laughs> so, but anyway, I, like I said, I, I was one of those people who probably was headed down a dark path and I, I you know, I, I, but I wanted to change. I didn't like, do you know, like without like, I don't know how much time we have to spend on this, but like what like kind of changed it for you? I'm just curious. A number of different things. Um, a lot of influences. I think that this is pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, so, the, so, uh, I mean, I, I can point to one specific because he was kind of going through the same change and he was an influence, um, or influencer really. He's a guy, um, used to write for, uh, different metal publications. And then I started following his blog. Uh, he went by, um, Sergeant D as, as like was his internet name. Now he goes by his real name, which is Finn McKinty, um, has one of the best YouTube channels called the punk rock NBA. Um, he started a website by that name, which was basically like, Hey, look, I know a lot of 
seen kids who are growing up and getting out of that their bands didn't make it and now they have to figure out how to put a real life together so here's how you can actually use the skills you learned playing in bands and yeah plus shows. it's good to have a network like that too like right right oh networking is is absolutely similar one thing he, similar backgrounds yeah right so he but his, when he ran his blog it was called stuff you will hate and it was just making fun of scene <laughs> shit but it was kind of in a in a playful jab like i actually like this stuff but i'm gonna make fun of it but it did it was very bully, very like poke fun at people kind of stuff. And kind of as he was coming across this like realization, that's, that's not who he wanted to be. It was exposing me to a lot of that sort of thinking. And I was like, you know, it's, that's actually a good point. And I like, you know, I went from like a pretty well-liked guy to someone who was, um, you know, generally like I, you run into people like, I can't stand you, man. You're always negative. I'm like, yeah. And I realized like, I don't want, I don't want to be that guy. I don't like, what do I really have to be upset about? You know? And, I was like, I mean, oh, this one girl didn't like me. And then I realized, like, that's, you know, there's a lot of girls out there. Well, way too many, really. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hello. No, that's, that's, I don't believe that. I, I love, I like women. No, they're, I know. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, no, I was just curious. Cause, they're generally nice to me. Because, <laughs> like, I, I know a lot of people that are, like, prime candidates to be a little bit de-radicalized in that sense. And I'm not saying that I'm the one to do it because I'm obviously not. I'm too fucking hot headed and shit. Well, I don't, I don't even know how to approach. <clears throat> I because I've got several people in my family that it's like I don't begrudge you if you're a Republican, but if you've got ignorant ass reasons that you're Republican and you're just a Republican because like for whatever reason, have reasons to back it up. Like if you've got legitimate reasons, that's okay. And it's okay to be a Republican and it's okay to have even voted for Trump, but have fucking reasons that aren't like, well, Trump fucking kicks ass. He's fucking going to make America great and can just keep making great. They're just you trolls. Know? They're just well, trolls at and, this point. Yeah. Like, I mean, the main things people point to is the economy, but like, I don't know that, that like, yeah, I haven't seen anything, any specific legislation Same. he's passed that would have, I mean, if anything, like rich people felt better investing money because there was yeah. a guy who had their back in office. Like that's, yeah. that if any, if anything can be attributed to Trump, you know, doing well, but then he wants to throw up like who's back at Biden wall street. It's like, well, that's, if that's, if that's the case, yeah. that's good for the economy. Yeah. If the stock market is the measure of the economy, <laughs> then yes, we like we want we want a stock market who likes our president. Dude, I never even thought about it in those terms. Yeah, that's great. It's just, I mean, like it, it's just <laughs> who's backing him? The economy. <laughs> <laughs> if if you think like a Trump supporter that the stock market is the economy, yeah. But even then, it is definitely a part of it. Like, right. I, it just, it's just to me, it's like all the reasons, like the the good that he's done. The only thing that I give him any credit for at all is he didn't entangle us in more foreign. Um, situations like we're not he didn't start any new wars um <laughs> like the iraq situation yeah the, <laughs> the one Afghanistan situation the yeah all those situations uh <laughs> those circumstances uh he he didn't get us in any new ones um the the worst thing was when he pulled troops out of syria and that got us in a little bit of water because we made promises that we wouldn't we wouldn't just leave those people high and dry and yeah. probably a lot of people got slaughtered because of that as as a general rule my libertarian leanings do make me like like Tulsi Gabbard kind of defended it and I kind of saw where she was coming from to a degree she's like look I wouldn't have done it the same way he did it but ultimately th that's the direction we need to be moving and I, I don't disagree with that entirely I know that like you know, but we made promises we have to keep that that's a true thing but we got to figure out like okay but let's set an end date let's figure out what we're gonna you know how not so that way we're not just policing the world and having like all these outposts all over the place because um, I mean my opinion and like sort of where my like 
I agree. I mean, this is really where I agree with Bernie on on more than anywhere is that we both think that the military spending is too high. And then actually, if you cut enough of a slice off the military pie, you got plenty of money to pay for all these government programs. Like that's that's, we've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing that like, you know, I, I, I like, you know, I still consider myself fiscally conservative, but all that means is just knowing where the money's coming from before you spend it. And if we, you know, if we're, if we're actually budgeting responsibly and we're actually finding out, okay, we don't need to be, you know, spending, you know, $10 for a roll of toilet paper to our troops overseas. And there's cheaper ways to get that to them, you know, maybe, <laughs> you know, so that we're raking up these crazy inflated, you know, bills that they're spending bills that are just not, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sound like a stupid person, but what I'm saying is just, let's not spend as much on the military and spend. No, well, we need and, more aircraft carriers. Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And uh, Jesus, just updated like, shit that. I think it was Russia has 13. We've got. I can't remember if it was 21 or 27. I mean, I think we still. I don't know if this stats. We have more still, than anybody. And it's like. We have more than like the next nine combined, like out of the top and I'm just 10. Saying, whatever, and I'm just saying aircraft carriers. Spending or something. Uh, just, I mean, I understand wars can be waged without aircraft carriers and in various different ways. I don't. But. I don't. Why, why do we keep making them? We already have more than any other country in the because world. Because we made too using, many aircraft. We got to carry these bad boys. <laughs> using aircraft as a metaphor for everything. But we've already got more than everybody else in the world. Why do we keep making them? Let's divert a little bit of that money. Even divert it. Like, figure out the math. This would take somebody smarter than myself. But figure out the math on like, okay, what if we uh, just didn't make new aircraft carriers or whatever for 10 years. Now let's divvy that money up and make that last a hundred years and give that back to sh- even a small fraction like that. Just a teensy weensy little fraction. Well, if you, I mean, Wait, if you look at a pie chart of, of like the spending that we do for the military versus for so, all these social programs that supposedly would bankrupt our country. It's like, if we just slit, I mean, we don't even have to like, do a full military scale back. If we just scale back like a small slice of that pie, that will more than overlap everything else we already spend. So it, it just, I mean, like you don't have to be a mathematician to, to look at that and say like, Oh, it's just a pie. You just do a piece right. of the pie. And so it's like, just figure out like, let's get some like actually truly fiscally conservative people in there to make some cuts to that side of things. And not to like, you know, Planned Parenthood and all these other places that are really just like, I mean, yeah. people are like, oh, I don't want to fund Planned Parenthood. You know how many your, much of your tax money goes to them? Like, probably, so much. like probably pennies. Like, I mean, it's maybe a buck. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what the actual breakdown of it is, but it's not like you're not. Like, no one like cutting funding for those kind of social programs. You're not going to see the difference on that. So I don't see why it's such a big deal to people. Like. Yeah, that's so that's where I've kind of moved further left in, in that regard, because just because it makes sense, like if we have the money to spend, we should spend it like it's I just my, my fiscal conservatism comes in like, well, let's make sure we have it first and then let's budget it. And yeah. then and then by all means, let's take care of our people. Yeah, right. I think fiscal conservatism has been confused with just like conservatism, like writ large for way too long, meaning that. uh if you if you say you're fiscally conservative, people assume you don't want to cut any money from the military, which is not mm-hmm. true. If being fiscally conservative means like, all right, yeah, exactly what Ian said. Like, let's look at our budget. Um, let's look at how much we allocate toward this, this, and this. Um, how much do we need to allocate toward this, this, and this? 
And like even like top military brass says like we don't need to put as much or as much money into new technologies, things like that, as we currently do. Mm -hmm. And so like even if they're even saying it, but then they get kind of like overridden to say like, well, if you don't spend your budget, it's going to cut next year. Like every fucking Mm -hmm. office job ever, I guess. Then I don't know. I guess something needs to change. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. Well. Shit, I forgot what I was going to say, but. God damn it. It got derailed. Well, we I mean, I derailed myself on that one. I had a bigger point than that. But like (laughs) it kind of going back to the serious situation, um, it's it's kind of like if you think about it, we have so many like situations like that where it's, you know, and that that I actually do mean situation (laughs) because it's like we have so many like like, you know, U.S. troops stationed all over the world, like, you know, in all these different countries. It's like, do we need all of that? Like I get in some places there's tactical reasons why, you know, like maybe a country needs our help. But like, there should be an end date, and there should be a, there should be times where you're like, um, you know, we're going to be able to help you for this, but this is the plan to get you to where you're independent. And you don't need us anymore, um, as opposed to just, yep, yeah, we're just there's a U.S. presence here indefinitely now, and that's just how it goes. I mean, because it costs money to keep those bases open, and it costs mm-hmm. a lot of money. That's why that's why our military budgets as inflated as it is, and also you know like aircraft carriers and mm-hmm. the aircraft that goes on the carriers are also very expensive. That maybe, you know, I mean, if you think about it, like, you know, especially now that we're not like engaged, when was the last time you heard about like an aerial strike happening? You know, like, like a legit aerial, maybe they, maybe they happen all the time and we just doesn't make the news, but like, you know, I'm just saying like, it seems, it seems like it wouldn't be hard to find money there that you could move around. Like it's, it just seems like, you know, I I know we want to take care of our troops, but you know, the best way to take care of troops and to support your troops is to bring them home. Let them spend time with their family. Yeah. Take care of them when they get home too. Yeah. We could cut off a huge slice of like, if you look at like, you know, as a bar graph, our military budget could cut off a huge slice of that and still be like way ahead of everyone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, like I don't disagree that like we have to have a defense fund or defense, you know, like an army, a standing army, et cetera. But I don't think it has to be like, five times the next yeah guys. that's what I'm if it's sa- two yeah. times the next guys i'm kind of cool with that to be honest yeah maybe that's me being dumb i don't know as much about the military as some but one well, we're still building our military based on i don't know the way i look at it is we build our military essentially on like well the way we ran it in world war ii was pretty successful and so let's mo- let's just keep doing, and then you know, just in case another world war or another world war happens, there's probably a lot that we don't know about. To be honest, right? <laughs> well, I think a lot of it has to do with the Cold War too, because there wasn't mm-hmm. an actual you know a hot war going on at that point. So it was a lot of a lot of moving you know chess pieces around on the board, getting ready for the strike when it happens. Um, and now we're I don't think we've scaled that back hardly yeah. at all because well. You know, I mean, not to t- flip into full conspiracy theory mode, but we went from the the Cold War, and then that cool, you know, that that blew over. We we suddenly were no longer in, involved in that. Uh, to now, we have the, the new existential threat, the new existential enemy, which is terrorism. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, after nine eleven, that became the new like you're not fighting a country, you're fighting an idea. So it's the perfect never ending war. Um, but that seems to not be as big of a deal anymore. It seems like we've scored a lot of major victories. Like you don't you don't hear about ISIS anymore, and that may be Trump's credit. That may be Obama's credit. I don't I don't know a lot about that. Um, but uh, you know you 
what's the next one going to be? You know, right, mm-hmm. well, right now it seems like it's the culture war. It's the, dude. Yeah. I was going to say the next thing is going to be right wing terrorists. Yep. Yeah. Within the United States. The impending civil war that's coming. Like it seems, seems inevitable at this point. Trump mm-hmm. is only even in control of so much of that. And I, I mean like 10% tops, like, well, not yeah, much. he like, only, all Trump is a symptom personally. of a larger problem. Right. That's what I mean. Right. Him personally. Yeah. Yeah. Is responsible definitely for a part of that, or maybe even for the start of that, which you mm-hmm. could argue is the most important part. But what's these David Koresh people, these Timothy McVeigh people? Yeah, it's a cult. Like it's you, it's like all the said, same like breed top, yeah. of folk. Yeah. Of like, no, America's, it's getting into the world of sin and it's not what it meant to be by the founding fathers. And I'm here to restore that. You know, those sorts of. People. And, you know, I mean, like, and you've got so much, you know, information to comfort, to confirm all of these ideas you have. On the, the what I love, and I'm not disparaging it, but it's just a, a side effect: the free and open internet. Because of the internet now, if you believe something, you can go find videos that prove it, quote unquote, air quotes. And so it's like, I mean, that's that's a, a podcast idea I pitched to you, but I still think it's good is to do the uh, try to like spend a week watching nothing but like propaganda, trying to. I, I really, hey, dude, I'm I really enough. like this idea. Yeah, I really, well, I mean, like you this know, idea. with 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 Biden uh, when winning hopefully i mean maybe our name will be less relevant so we might have to pivot but uh i want to yeah i want to just excuse to watch it but i've never really looked into flat earth all i know is that oh man it's apparently uh i gotta a, get back on facebook to read yeah if one of us earth. basically went, and i wish i were kidding but if one of us went and tried to like dug in on flat earth and tried to convince themselves well you can't dig too far on the flat earth <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I mean, but like, I mean, maybe what if like, what if I spend a week watching these videos like, guys, I'm here to tell you it's real. <laughs> Here's why. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The others would have to like note, go that, in that on the other side like to idea. really diffuse the bomb that was built from that, though. Because if I go in and I get convinced that Flat Earth is like, no, guys, actually, I found I know this was like a gag for the show, but for real. <laughs> and I, yeah, that can be the challenge of it is like even whether I believe in it or not, my job is to convince you of it. Yeah. And so like that's I, all like, did you guys do high school debate? Uh, nah. Not really. No, me neither. But <laughs> from the friends that uh, I know that did, that's basically the gist of it is like. You don't even have to necessarily believe your side. You just have to be convincing enough. Yeah. God. To like win points is or that, whatever. Is, that's how we train our future which is politicians. Kind of, isn't I was going to say, which like may tie back into yeah. what we're like, whatever's next on the. Uh, let's imagine a Trump as a high school like debate club guy. <laughs> it's like, no, oh, he would be terrible. He'd be terrible, but he just would like refuse like. No, it's like you give me no points. No, you get no points. <laughs> I give you zero points. No, what was amazing to me about watching him yeah. in those debates is I went to a magnet school here in town, CSAS. Ooh. And they had this thing, it was K through 12, and they did this thing. I fucking hated it when I had to do it. Um, I started to like it like maybe my senior year, but hated it early on. But every Wednesday, K through 12, the entire schedule would shift around for the whole school. And you would do this thing with your homeroom where you'd been given like a, and this was every Wednesday. You'd been given a movie or a book or a story or something like that to read. And then you just, for an hour and a half, two hours, you discuss it with your homeroom class. 
and there were the teacher would have questions and stuff to like spark conversation. But we went through like Joseph Campbell's a uh, journey of or a hero's journey and things like that. And it really teaches you, even though I fucking hated it, it really teaches you. And this is something I've come to, I've realized like I fucking loved it. And I'm glad I had this experience, but it teaches you to be able to debate and like have critical thinking skills and apply thought to a piece of artwork or whatever and be able to interpolate it and whatnot and then debate it and discuss it and not get offended when somebody disagrees with you and watching Trump in those debates as amateur of a debater as I am watching him. It's like this dude has not had a single lick of like anyone his entire life of where he's been forced to back up a point where he's not been in a privileged situation to have to convince somebody of something where he couldn't just throw money at it or his esteem of being the rich guy in the room didn't carry him enough to where he's just always been around yes men. Well, it's yeah. like it's like the guy who helped him write The Art of the Deal because, you know, he's not going to write a book. Let's be yeah, real here. No. So the guy who wrote The Art of the Deal basically took his notes and wrote it into a book. Um that guy can't stand Trump because he's like, yeah, I know who he is. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I picked his brain and wrote a book about it. But uh, like, apparently it's all in there, like all, how he thinks that, you know, the world should work and the way that uh, that, uh, you know, you how to get what you want out of people. And it's like, you know, you just are, you be a winner, you know, even if you are a loser, don't mm-hmm. let them know it. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we're seeing how far that goes or not. Right yeah, now. it's like how does he like however it plays he, out? He's because lost he can't the physically. Biggest, he can't fucking physically. He's go on. Sorry. Yeah, he just. I mean, he lost the election, so it's going to be interesting to watch him dance around to not be a quote unquote loser. It's just going to be a bunch of allegations of fraud, like all the yeah. way out. Like that's oh. what it has to be, right? Yeah. Like there's well, no other option for him other than doing that. It was, uh, it was all fraud. I won. I won legally. If you can't have the legal, like, but, e- but I guess I'll leave. I guess I'll leave. You know that one of Donald, those. dude, get the fuck out, <laughs> dude. It's well. I mean, okay. That's literal. I mean, that, to a degree, that's that's literally the definition of fraud. Is you're a loser but you're telling everyone you're a winner like that's that's Mm. part of what like madoff went to (laughs) went down for was right but there's always an end game for it and this is that for him so it's like i mean he can't even like i I can't imagine because like he can't be pardoned for all the state crimes right like we went over that Mm. like he can for federal but i think it's more state anyway than federal and then he I think like he almost wanted to lose the first time and get like a TV station. That was yeah, that was the and I'm not just theory like, that I'd have. Yeah, that's not too tinfoil hatty, really. I think that was kind of what he went for. Um, so this time, like, I almost think like he doesn't want to win and he doesn't want to lose, and he's such a fucking like caricature of a rich person or just of a person. Yeah, that like it, th- it's like his mind is gonna fucking explode. Mine would if I were him. Yeah. If I didn't want to win because I have to do this shit for another four years, you know how much toll it took on him for these four years? We right. just lived through the sequel to Richie Rich. I think it's the fact that it's such like, a public thing. Like, I think if he... That, that yeah, if he could, exactly If he that. could concede privately and not have everyone know... Yeah. Yes. And just say that, like, Dude, he lost on sense. a te- technicality, I think he'd take that deal. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Can I just leave without saying anything? I told... Like, hey. just Irish goodbye. 
<laughs> as long as it's Alaska by Donald. <laughs> what do you? Uh, I'll miss like making a, fun of you. No, I I did want to ask this because something he was saying, like in his like tirade where he got cut off, was he was like, we were hit early on, and then they just kept finding votes. We watched, you and I, Ian, like we sat here and watched the whole thing on election night. I do not remember, like, yeah, we had a little bit to drink, but I do not remember this point of where he was ahead at all. Like when we turned it on, it was sitting at like 12 and 14. Yeah, it was like right at the very beginning because I think the and first Biden state called was, was still was, in the lead. Well, it was Kentucky was the first state called. So that went to him. So he got the first points on the board and then immediately Biden yeah. came in and he maintained a lead the whole time. And Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Was it when Trump got uh, Florida? Because I know that did give him yeah. a boost depending on like what – I don't even think it Other put him in the lead though. for Biden at the time. Yeah, I don't think it put How him in the is, lead. How many is Florida like 29 or something? It's like a it's bit, pretty, right? Yeah. 27? Well, it. there was definitely a period where Pennsylvania was, he was, he was ahead yeah. in Pennsylvania. 29. He was ahead in, uh, I want to say he was ahead in Georgia. And then, because I remember that was the, the Friday morning news was that he had, Biden had come back. But even those, they those hadn't states. like called, called yet. He was just ahead. Right. right. And that was that those were the, 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 I mean, like what's funny is those are the best. Like if you wanted to say they found extra votes, that's the chance to do it. But he, he was calling that way before Biden took the lead. So it was like, what are you, you know, like you're accusing them of something that they haven't done yet. And then when it, when the opportunity, when, when Biden did like, Hey, you wake up the next morning and Biden is ahead in these two States that are, were previously read. Uh, that's if you're going to make that kind of call, that's where you do it. Because, but again, that's just assuming this man is thinking with a full deck and, uh, you know, ha has an actual strategy that he's working from. But, you know, we, we know better yeah. than that. What says, what do you think is, or did you have something to say? No. Oh. So give me another beer. Oh, um, what, so what options, like, does Trump have going for it? Because the way I see it is like, yeah, he's going to pout around and do some ridiculous shit for two months, but January 20th, like it doesn't look like he's got any options to send through the rigmarole of like the, uh, the 2000 or 2001, whenever those were the Florida recount bullshit. Right. It right. doesn't seem like he's got yeah, any ground to stand on. Yeah. I mean, Georgia's going to get as a far recount, as that goes. But he doesn't. But they've got to make up 7,000 votes, I think was the difference. Yeah. And they last I saw was 10. Well, 10? but even, yeah. even if Georgia flips, like on this one I'm looking at, That's which the is thing. The, the Associated Press map, Georgia's not even called yet. It's leaning blue. All Biden but needed not, was Nevada. Yeah. So it's that. like, even if Trump what did manage to flip Georgia, Biden still got it. Yeah. So. No, it's 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 a done deal. That's why that's why we can call it. Like, I, I think that the reason that they're still arguing it is because they're arguing ones that have long since been called on there. Yeah. They're arguing Michigan and Wisconsin, which have, yeah. like I said, long since been called. Yeah. Um they're arguing Arizona, which has been called since I think like that night. Yeah. Uh they're gonna contest Nevada, Nevada, if we have any Nevada listeners. Uh Georgia probably North Carolina if that flips and they're definitely going to contest Pennsylvania. So they're contesting. And I think like, so I have lost count on my other hand, but it's like seven to eight States. Um, four or five of which are ones that like we, the three of us and everyone else who's been watching have seen 
long since called for Biden. Like none of what, you know, obviously none of them have been called for Trump that he's contesting, but. Yeah. And evidently Arizona, I think the only one still even leaning Trump is North Carolina of the ones that they are contesting. Yeah. Yeah, And I just looked and Arizona is not within the percentile. Arizona is not in like, well, for a recount, it's not within the range. And the States like that, like the largest number of, um, mail-in ballots are for their bigger County. Like, in Arizona, it's like what Tucson and uh, when even if Trump got Arizona back, it wouldn't help him out. Oh my God, Phoenix, Jesus! I was like Albuquerque, that's New Mexico. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, they've got uh, yeah. There, I don't think there's any way Trump. Can no, there is no way, and he, he doesn't have a path. That's why I think they'll no all be way. categorically thrown out. And uh, I think Jim Acosta said that he's been speaking with like a, a White House advisor, unnamed, um, but basically saying that like, yeah, what they're telling us from inside the white house is there, there's not really a path. Like, like even like the, the head of the, um, the, uh, GOP, like, uh, the, the convention, she came out and gave a speech and she's like, well, we, there is evidence, but I'm not, uh, I'm not going to speak on that right now. And like, it's just straight up. Like you're, you're just repeating talking points. You don't have, there's nothing, there's no evidence of any kind of foul play. They're grasping at straws. It's literally like, what can we do to keep, to keep this around. It's like playing everything you possibly can in the hope, throwing shit at the wall, hoping something sticks basically. It's what most of us did in 2016. Have we touched on that or was that off air? Uh, no, I did want to talk about that. Cause I was going to ask like, what, what's Biden's Russia gate going to be? Because, you know, I was even on board with it. I was convinced at the start. I was like, no, he's got Russia ties. Turns out they did that whole little song and dance and whatever came of that came of that. It wasn't, what we thought it was. Yeah. So, but yeah, we sent that, we did the investigating on it we dug up dirt on it and kicked over the rocks that we could. We weren't able to kick over the rocks that we should, but we did what we could with it. Turned out nothing. But at the end of the day, that was the Democrats trying to stir up shit against Trump is all that was. So what's that going to be towards Biden that the Republicans are going to sling there. Well, are we going to hear about Hunter Biden emails for the next four years? I think we're already seeing what, yeah, probably. And like, you know, the accusations that the, uh, that the election was rigged. That's it. The, the media is not probably not going to push too hard on Biden. They're probably going to like, you know, they're, they're, they're seeing the star Wars celebrations around the world too. Mm -hmm. And so they want to be, you know, the good guys. They want to, they want to make sure that they're, and then, you know, Trump hasn't been their friend. So Mm. they're probably going to let the, like Biden's probably going to get like a huge pass on a lot of stuff. How has Trump not been their friend? The media? Well, I mean like vocally, I, I know like that. Yeah. He's definitely a ratings factory, but I mean like just specifically he, you know, the way he like tries to delegitimize, you know, most media outlets. Okay. You mean, yeah, yeah. You mean like vocally not their friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, he hasn't been, he hasn't been cozy with them. Right. And so I I think that, uh, that, (laughs) yeah, there's a point where like, you're even like, all right, the ratings have been great, but like, fuck, I'm tired. Right. Like, oh my God, I'm (laughs) so tired. So I think, I think with Biden, they're going to cut him a lot of slack. I think they're going to let him. At least in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, At least like I'd say first two years, we won't, there won't be any major controversies. Um, And then kind of just seeing if he can, I mean, you know, a a career politician like that, a guy who's been in it, who has a lot of, you know, a a checkered past with with a lot of different issues. I, it's 
probable that he'll probably stir up some kind of controversy on his own. I mean, it's after Trump, though, it's going to be hard for any of that to feel like it matters. Yeah. Because he it's might not, even like wear a tan suit or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. He's going to, well, I mean, like anything he does is going to be like, okay, but at least it's not what it was, you know? <laughs> like, so that, and that's part of, that's part of it. That's, a, that's an actual concern is if you want, if, especially if you're a progressive and you want real change to happen, you know, the fact that there's not going to be people pushing that hard against Biden, probably just because they're glad. It's like, this is our breathing room. Mm-hmm. I think there will be. Well, you like, got, you got I your, think our breathing room is right now. Yeah. yeah. And the real work starts in January. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got, you know, you've got definitely Bernie who's still going to stay active. He's, he's, he's definitely trying to, you know, be in, in Biden's ear about things. He's, I mean, he's been very vocal about that. Uh, you got AOC and, you know, all, all those more activist new school people that are coming in. I think they're going to like definitely put pressure on Biden. Um, you know, we'll see what kind of promises Biden made to certain people that he's, you know, gonna that's gonna affect how progressive he really is. I mean, he he straight up the whole like, I mean, he said, you know, he people are trying to, you know, or people Trump was trying to put on the the whole like Biden's a socialist angle on like the the past couple of weeks of the election, which oh my god, and uh, he said it himself, he's not a socialist. Nothing he's done looks to be. I mean. Obamacare is kind of socialist, but, not even. But no, it's not like yeah, you know, we have to pay for it. You know, so it's like all these things that are like, well, are we going to pay for it? Like if people are paying for it. Like I just don't see the the argument there that he's a socialist. And so I think a lot of people who want more socialism are probably going to be more less less chill with Biden. But I think most of your standard, you know, you know people who maybe had a leaning one way or the other, but aren't like politically engaged. They're not, you know, they're, they may have voted for Trump, but they don't own the outfits or they may have voted for Biden, but they don't really care that much about like social justice. Those types of people probably aren't going to raise much a stink or allow the president to be as much of a part of their lives as mm-hmm. this one has been. That's my take. And I'll, well, and I'll rest on that. <laughs> that's something to think about too, is these torch carrying idiots we see on the news like hopefully that's a small subsect because clearly what allegedly won trump the election in 2016 and a big concern for this one was the what you were talking about these people they don't have bumper stickers they just kind of silently go home and then go vote and they vote for trump yeah they're not the type that's gonna try to incite a civil war these loud motherfuckers like the Trump train people with the yeah. flags and yeah. So it's like, I know it's easy to think that it's like, well, you know, yeah, Biden won, but half the population still voted for Trump. Well, even a smaller, but not, would, not even half the population, not, yeah. not even half yeah. the electorate. So definitely not half the population. And I would say more than half of those people are the type that's like, yeah, we voted for Trump. He lost like, what can you do? You know, the ones we see on the news that are storming around carrying their flags, that's a small percentage of the people that voted for Trump. It, it, I know it's easy to imagine that it's the entire voting base for Trump. I think it's but I think it's, it's 30 percent of the Republican base. Yeah, is what that it's the people that call themselves the silent majority. Mm-hmm. And they are actually the exact fucking opposite. I think we've talked about it on the live stream, but they're the vocal as fuck minority Mm. (laughs) they basically like they they whether they know it or not they feel like they're the majority i think Mm. because they're always located in places where they might be 
like North Georgia, Chattanooga area. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Hamilton County went red. Most of North Georgia went red, uh, you know, outside the cities and stuff. But they're just the loud as hell, like, minority. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you look at the county by county map, and they're the people who point at that and go, see, that's America. And you're like, they, no, but the, yeah. but the blue places have, like, if you look at the population density, it's it's actually – pretty i mean it's 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 pretty the the voting turnout showed it where it's like you know there's a lot of blue out there i mean those are all those those you know 74 million people are all human beings who cast a a vote so to act like you know like just because more of them live in certain areas that 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 their vote should count less is kind of a weird thing that we still have i don't know i mean Mm -hmm. like i've always been one to say like maybe don't throw out the electoral college but but um you know definitely reform it just because I'm not a, I'm not a scholar, I don't know a whole lot about that whole process. So I don't, I'm I'm very leery to say let's just throw a whole system out that like we had forever. Do you know about the three fifths compromise? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so you know a little bit about the electoral college then. I mean, you may not tie the two together because I didn't know a lot of shit before. Like I heard about it during this election cycle. Mm. Like I think I didn't even hear that hear that during the last one. And I wasn't trying to call you out because, like I said, I didn't know any of this shit. But, like, basically, the three-fifths compromise was because of the elect- or, uh, Electoral College. They were like, well, the southern states have a lot more bodies, but do they have more people? Oh, yeah. Some of these folks are three-fifths of a person, so let's not give them too many electoral votes. Let's keep power consolidated in certain areas. And it basically just, like, grew out of an effort mm. to, like, disenfranchise certain people or maybe not even disenfranchised, just keep unenfranchised or whatever the word yeah. would be. But like maintain it, white. It didn't grow supremacy. out of anything. It didn't grow out of anything good. And I'm not saying I'm not suggesting that that's entirely its purpose now, because obviously we don't have that anymore right. like at all. But like, I, I think it comes from a bad place and I think it just keeps leading to a bad place because like the only reason Republicans win is because of it. They haven't like, what was, there was one time 20, 2004 that they won this uh, century or millennium, mm-hmm. if you want to, you know, scope it that way. And I don't know. Uh, the only thing I was going to say is like before uh, before we moved on is I remembered what I was going to say earlier, which is like I think a lot of how progressive Biden gets to be or. Yeah, gets to be is probably the best way is comes down to like these two Georgia Senate races, because like it's like what, like 50 to 48 right now, mm-hmm. basically. And so since Biden has won, we need the tie. And if Ossoff and um, what is it? War. Oh, shoot. What is it? It starts with it starts with a W. It's war something. But if Ossoff and him and he don't win, then it's going to be like at least 51, 49. And then to get your cabinet confirmed, which is pretty fucking important. You need you kind of need a majority. That's how Trump got like most of his cabinet sworn in was because they had a Republican majority in the Senate. So it's like whoever he put up for a thing, they would all vote for it. Right. Whereas like so if Biden wanted to nominate. I'm not saying he would, but like not wanted to nominate like Bernie for labor secretary or something like he would need that 50 50 majority in the Senate. So if these two Georgia races go south, say it's 52 48 or even 5149 that kind of puts like the entire cabinet in jeopardy which puts how progressive he is even like able to be in jeopardy 
like whether he wants to be progressive or not, which is another thing like yet to be seen with Biden, <laughs> like for sure in all of our opinions, I imagine. Yeah. But. Well, he, I think he knows the the reputation he has just from being, you know, Obama's VP and, and the expectation. And so I, I think like, especially a guy who's like, you know, pro, is as well on in his years as Biden is, I think. I, I generally think he's not like trying to make any crazy power moves and he really just wants to make his constituency happy. And I think that's, so I think, I, I do think he'll lean more into progressive policies than people probably expect from him. But, um, well, then the left expects from him, the right expects him to be fully communist. Yeah, tr- so. true, true, true. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, absolutely from, from the left, what they expect. But I, you know, I, my thoughts are just, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, to kind of go back to what I was saying is, is, is I feel like that, uh, you know, definitely the, the way the, certainly no matter how you want to look at it, the way the electoral college works now makes no sense compared to like how it, like, you know, especially when you look at like the, the, the county by county breakdown maps of each state and you're like, man, this looks like a really red state except for these few centers. And then you look at like, okay, but who lives in all these red places? And you're like, but it goes, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. I don't remember. It was a past episode where, um, I probably the, the live stream, I think is where I was talking about this, where it was, uh, you know, the further out I get from my hometown, the, the more blue I become in a sense. And it's like, because you meet more people and you interact with more people. So you look at these isolated pockets and they're like that these, you know, deep red areas. It's like, yeah, they're low population. A lot of those people probably only ever meet the people that live around them. And so that's, they form their opinions based on, well, this will be bad for us. It's like, well, I mean, A, do you know that? <laughs> or, is, or are you just being told that so that you vote a certain way? And B, you know, I don't have a B, but <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of it like goes back to just, it's almost like religion. Like if you ask somebody why they are a certain religion, they'll say like, well, because of, you know, God or, or whatever deity they believe in or whatever system of beliefs, blah, blah, blah. But like, if you like really get down to it, why are you this religion is because I was raised that way. Yeah, you were born in an area where that was the predominant religion. And yeah. a lot of, and I'm not saying blue politics isn't like this either, but like, cause it is. But like, yeah, a lot of people, I, I feel like more Republican because I feel like people that vote blue, you know, whatever you want to make mm-hmm. of that, are a little bit more open-minded and maybe have come a little bit more from red to blue. I feel like it's less of a going the other mm-hmm. direction. But um, yeah, I, I feel like it's just a lot of, well, um, we were always Republican. Mm-hmm. We were always told to vote a straight tick. I've told people or heard people say that. Uh, my dad told me, you know, like, just always vote Republican straight ticket. It doesn't matter if you heard of any of them mm-hmm. more than the other or what you've heard oh, from yeah. this one or that one or whatever. They, they love God and you love God. See, with me, it's like, you know, if you go back to like my old self that I've referenced before, you know, the, the thought of globalism was horrifying. Like, Oh, I want, I don't want people, I don't want some UN council deciding how I live my life. You know, that sounds her- terrible, but the more you get out and meet people and especially the more you learn about like technology and how like all these gaps that used to exist are now being bridged. The, the thought of a one world government isn't like some scary conspiracy theory. I think it's a cultural inevitability we have to get to if we're going to survive as, as a, as a people. Um, I mean, I don't think that's going to, we'll see it in our, li- in our lifetime, but I think that like that needs to be the goal that we're actually working towards is how are we going to get along? Um, and, and I think that'll happen over time, especially like my, my prediction, this is just a, a not based on anything. It's just a feel, gut feeling. But I'd say in about 200 years, you're going to see less different languages on the planet because we're already able to communicate through, you know, like, you know, translators that are electronic translators with 
stranger, like I could call someone on the other side of the world and talk to them in real time and us not know each other's language and be able to communicate pretty well. Yeah. Um, and I think that over time that technology is only going to get better and it's going to get to the point where like, we're not even needing to do that because we share all this new internet lingo, this sort of new language that, you know, because language is a very fluid thing anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, now that you've got all these different sources in the same pool, I mean, it's, it's silly, but it's kind of like, you know, did you ever watch Firefly? Yeah. You know how they would speak random Chinese at different times. It'll be kind of like that. where like, there's just things that people say because it's just part of the, the, you know, the human experience at that point. Right. I think like, you know, my thing about socialism has always been, I've probably said this on the show before, but um, I, I do believe socialism is a cultural inevitability. I think as we progress, we're going to work towards that um, towards like a one world government where resources are managed and shared and in a, in a responsible way. Um, I don't where I my hesitation on it is the we got to switch to that now by gunpoint because you got so many people who are going to resist that. It's just going to be a mess. You can't do that unless you just decide to wipe out all these like red counties and stuff or just, you know, subdue them and make, you know, um, force them. And then then, then you're going to create new generations of you mean oppressed wipe people. them out like genocide. And, uh, well, that's that's one like way. Mass incarceration. Who's saying we have camp? to do it at gunpoint? <laughs> well, so I, I mean, so I. This and then I'm going to get into some libertarian theory. I was <laughs> going to say, I, I joking, as a socialist, I've never heard that I had to do this at gunpoint. Well, it ultimately, it, there is make, the socialist uh, rifle club and well, a few other. Anytime you you pass a law, you eventually it, that's the ultimate repercussion. Like like uh, the, so, there's the the, the libertarian what? saying that taxation equals theft, and there sure is. Right, right. So here's here's why <laughs> there sure is here, that saying. Here's why that they say this, and it's not something that like again, I, I've I've said how I feel about you know again yeah, and pulling resources, hell. but this is this is where it comes from. So okay, so you know, the, well, there, it kind of ties into the whole concept of a social contract. Well, I didn't sign a contract. I was just born here. I didn't ask for any of this. Okay, cool. Well, so we're going to tax you to live here. Well, okay, I'm not going to pay my taxes. Okay, well, we're going to you know send a police officer to make sure you pay your, I mean, that's the ultimate down the line thing. If you just resist it so long, we'll eventually come and arrest you for not paying your taxes. Okay. Well, what if I resist that arrest? Well, they're going to pull a gun on you. So in a sense, you, that that's where the sort of the, the line of thinking leads to, to where taxation equals theft. I mean, logically it makes sense, right? So it tracks, I mean, but then, you know, you, you think about like the greater good and all that. And it's like, yeah, it's probably best if we just pay the taxes, but, um, but you know, I'm not saying I agree with it, but right, right. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm not endorsing that line of thought. I'm only explaining it. My line of thought would be theft is something for which you have money taken away from you and get nothing in return. Mm. And to that, I would argue that when you have this money taken from you, which, you sign contracts for every fucking job you work, every contract you work, whether you're a contractor, employee, whatever, unless you're just taking money under the table. There are cases of that, obviously, in which case you don't pay taxes, but you're getting something for it as well. Right. You're getting roads. You're getting, you know, you're not going to get to see exactly where your, you know, 93 cents of that tax purchase were allocated, but like you're getting something. Right. But what, what I'm trying to say is that a lot of these people, 
who live in these more isolated areas, these more rural areas, see less benefits from see it. less benefits from that it. Does and they so so when that they see that make sense. they're having a chip into this pie that they're not getting seeing the benefits for, they see that as theft, and they see that, and so they see an expansion of that as again socialism by gunpoint, where they're like, if I don't agree to this, what's going to happen? I'm going to go to jail, you know. So that's kind of where that that train of thought comes from, and I think that really the challenge is is education and be like that's not the case you need to actually like mm. look at like how much good this is for everybody if we all just kind of agree to this <laughs> it's, it's kind of like I don't, I don't know how to how uh, another way to like break it down that's that's kind of like what the transformation i've kind of gone under uh it was mostly through andrew yang and just his you know him saying like hey we've got all the we've got enough money like don't worry about us not having enough money we're the richest country that's ever existed in the history of the world like we can take care of our people we should be able to take care of our people and Right, I. It's just because it's being funneled in so such a so many few directions. That's that's the real problem. So we got to figure out how to Robin Hood that shit back. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Like for those people that live out in rural areas and like like you were saying, like uh, don't see as many benefits or like if they get benefits, maybe they don't necessarily see them or whatever. Like mm-hmm. their roads aren't improved, their schools don't have any more funding, whatever. Like, that's just a problem of state funding. And mm-hmm. I would argue that we need to obviously change the tax structure. I'm not saying that those individual people that live way down a dirt road, out in the middle of nowhere, they want to use the roads. They have a kid that goes to the school, but they also want their fucking like peace and quiet to live out there. I'm not saying they should pay any more taxes, but we should have a tax structure and system like we have had before. Like, it's nothing crazy. Like, mm-hmm. we had in. The 50s, 60s, you know, like the 80s kind of like wiped it out almost or all but um, where their taxes don't necessarily go up, but taxes do help improve the community around them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. And I know that's going like a little bit off topic from right. where we were talking about taxation being theft and everything. But well, the, we kind of like steered toward the rural route and everything. Right. So. Well, and, and then also like the main thing is that, you know, most of these people's education, especially about government, is coming from their church. Who has a very uh, has a very uh, you know a bent, and and so they're they're trying to basically what what I think is happening is you've got these people who are being given essentially bad information for I mean maybe nefarious purposes maybe just misguided purposes, um, but the the point my my point is that like there this this attitude exists and it exists I mean we've seen we saw in the election it's. A damn lot of people feel that way. Yeah, for sure. And we have to, you know, the only the only way we're going to fix anything is education and just saying, like, look, mm-hmm. you know, I know. But, like, you got to trust me. You can't trust this guy who's just trying to get your vote so that you'll put him into power and he can, you know, pass laws that make him richer. Like, we were talking about, like, why yeah. our military spending is so high. It's because a lot of these people who are getting, you know, positions of power, cabinet seats, also sit on boards of, like, weapons manufacturing yeah. companies. Yeah. That was, you- that was the Bushes. Well, and watching, like, I'm from a rural area around here and went to, like, up through sixth grade there. So it's like. And I go back there to see my parents. And so I see what it is like, you know, on a week to week basis. And it's a combination of things that just lead down the rabbit hole of like, you know, there's an education problem. Schools get less funding out there. And it's a similar problem that you get at like poor inner city areas too. But when, and that gets into a whole other issue of where 
you know, a poor inner city area is more likely to be black where a poor rural area is more likely to be white. But the poor rural area, you'd tend to think they would hate the people in the poor inner city area. And it's like, no, you all are in the same boat yep. here. Well, that's that's the ultimate, you know, that's the communist manifesto right there. The idea that, hey, the, yeah. look, we have more in common than we have apart. Yeah. Let's rise up against the bourgeois, you know. And that's uh, that, and that, that, there's there's truth to that. There's truth to yeah. that. Like, I, I, I believe that, like, you know. I see a, a working person, you know, I'm not a rich guy by any stretch of the imagination. I, I you know, I, I'm definitely privileged. I'm not going to pretend that I haven't like had some definite advantages in my life that have been better than, than what a lot of people get, even other white mm -hmm. people. So I, you know, I've, I've never, you know, I've never missed a meal because my parents couldn't afford mm -hmm. it. Like that's never happened in my life. So, you know, that, that's one, that's one thing that like, but like I see a, you know, I meet a working person. I don't care, you know, who they are. I see that person as like, they're just trying to get by in this world. Yeah. Like they're not trying to, you know, I don't, I don't look at their race or anything like that and say like, oh, they're, this is their agenda. I just go, no, they're just a person trying to get by. And I think that's kind of like, I mean, and I'm not, that's not to say that I don't have ever have a racist thought. I mean, like I'm a human being who's full of, mm -hmm. you know, I've said before how I've had backwards ideas in the past. So I'm not trying to play that off and say that, but you know, I'm trying to learn and grow and I'm trying to just, but yeah, again, like I think that's to, to what you said, poorer people, uh, even stretching into lower middle class all need to realize that they have more in common than they mm -hmm. have separate, I think. And that's one. Oh, and growing up out there, it's like, there was that factor. But also, like, that leads itself back to the education problem of, like, schooling out there doesn't get the greatest. They don't have the greatest access. Like, it was forever when I was a kid before we could get cable TV. We just had over-the-air TV. And it's like we didn't even have, like, like, the wiring, the infrastructure wasn't there for it. Right. And, like, we had satellite for a while, but that satellite TV was shit in the 90s. But, um... Yeah, it's in places like that. It just digs a hole that keeps digging deeper and deeper because the education's poor. But then because education's poor and people want the community, people are just communal creatures. They tend to use church for that. And then they go to church and they learn some things. And I'm not saying church is bad. You know, if it helps you be a better person and guides you to a better life, then sure, go to church. But if it starts making you fucking doubt science and hate people, it's probably a bad thing for you. And you get people to go to church and they start believing things in church over school because school doesn't make any goddamn sense because school is shit out there. Well, and, yeah. then, and it's just like an ongoing. And then you learn from your parents that we're in the exact same boat you're in. Right. And it's just, system, yeah, yeah, it keeps going and going and it ju it's just going to breed more ignorance which is getting back to what we were talking about. It's like the more people you get out and be around and learn from, the more you start to empathize. And I think naturally you go a little left because you start caring about people and seeing outside of your box. Right. You, you, yeah, that, you I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, unless Tanner already said, that's what we were talking about Friday. Mm -hmm. Is that you were going over that? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was just saying that's what we were. Yeah. Talking. No, sorry. Ian. But just linking it back to that. Oh right. yeah. I mean, for sure. Like, you know, I mean, I've, I've, we've talked about this before, but just, you know, the more you meet people, 
the more you understand again, like everyone's just trying to get by. And like mm -hmm. it, when you understand that and you realize that like it doesn't have to be as tribal as we, as, as we've made it. Cause I think that's like a leftover, uh, like survival mechanism is where we would band into tribes. We go like, Hey, I don't know anybody, you know, but I know you let's protect each other. Those people are different and weird. They're, they probably want to kill us and steal our stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's kill them first. You know, and a lot of stuff like that that's happened. And, and, and you know, I think that, now that we have an internet and now that we have the ability to communicate in levels that we never have been able to, and we are able to stockpile this communication, this information that we've gathered just like, you know, right now the three of us have access to more information about the way our world works than Kings used to have. And that's crazy. People that made decisions that we read about in history books didn't know shit compared to what we know right now uh, because of these little phones we carry around that can access the Internet at any given time. So I think what we have to realize is that we're in the, the infancy of what humanity is about to become. Yeah. And we have to – part of that is meeting people and understanding and, and realizing that, you know, you're – this this is I'm, I'm scared to say this. I think I'm just going to take it the wrong way, but like I almost look at culture as archaic of a notion as as I do religion. Like I know I railed on religion mm. at the end of the last episode, but the, I also think culture. I think that like you know I, I don't think it's it's bad to know where you came from and, and acknowledge your traditions and your customs of, of your particular culture, but I don't think you should be married to them. And I think you should be ready to move and create a new culture that that you sh that, that you live in right now. And that's kind of. That's that's my thinking, and I think that too much reliance on the concept of tradition is a bad thing. Mm. Fucking hell yeah! That's just that's just my I, that's why I like I I think that like you know religion is a problem, but I think the concept of culture as we know it is also not great because it it it, and, and it brings in a lot. It of, sets up more barriers than it than it breaks down. Or well, it sets up. What? Yeah, yeah, and like, what is the definition of conservative? You know, it's conserving the ways of the past. It's conserving the way things have always been. Well, what is tradition? The way things have always been. So, if you are a progressive, culture should be your enemy. Culture should be like, no, 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 no. Your culture is great, and I respect it. It's a beautiful culture. But what I want to do is build a new culture, and I, I think we should do that together. And that's that to me is really the answer going forward that I, that I think we got to convince a lot of these people of that, that don't want to see it that way. And they, well, the way that we have things have always been, have been good. No, not necessarily. <laughs> like we need to, mm -hmm. we need to look at the bigger picture now, now, especially because we can communicate so easily. That's, that's my sort of my uh, platform. If I was ever going to run for anything. <laughs> yeah. It's my mic. My mic sounds weird. It's coming in though. Sounds normal to me. Sounds normal. Okay. Yeah. But, Either way, I was going to wrap this up here in a second, unless you guys had any closing remarks. I'm I'm just in rant mode now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, just um, happy that it's over. I guess yeah, really it's celebration. Yeah, this was yeah. definitely a very like, although it was less less angry anger fueled. Yeah, episode. it was nice. <laughs> I was excited going into this one just because it's like oh, it's nice to have one where it's like there's some positive. Yeah. We like, will we will see if it's over. I'll yeah. have that caveat. I mean, I mean it's definitely it's the, over, the chaos over, is still going to rain. But the like, exact yeah thing yeah. that this podcast was named after is yeah. still going to be out there. That's so. still there. <laughs> uh, but it's nice to have a little juicy reprieve. It is. That's yeah. It was a good yeah. week overall. It was a yeah, good week. Good week. Crazy week. Emotionally up and down, but good week. But on that note, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. This has been fun. 
And uh, this has been episode 10 of In Chaos We Trust. <laughs>